Are you ready for this weekend's sports action? Get your adrenaline pumping with the Sports Unlimited Show every Saturday morning from 10 to 11. Great sports talk and discussions. Sports Unlimited, brought to you by Kusanyu FM. Uganda, Clive Chaze is my name here with the Sports Unlimited Show, another production straight out of Egypt and uh, suddenly the last uh, during this period because uh, the under-20 Africa Cup of Nations uh, Egypt 2023 does come to an end today where you have the Gambia uh, playing in their first uh, football final ever on the African continent. They are taking on Senegal. Of course, um, uh, Senegal they will be playing in their fourth final but they are yet to win it. A second side that uh, just in uh, the recent times, uh, they have won the Africa Cup of Nations, uh, they have won the Chan, and they have also won the Beach Soccer Africa Cup of Nations. So you could say that um, they have something to play for today because uh, they are on a mission of collecting African trophies. But of course, that won't be the center of our attention. The center of our attention is going to be this Gambian side. What are they doing right? We shall be speaking to the first vice president of the Gambian Football Federation, that's Bakare K. Jani. And uh, we shall also be talking to the head coach over this side and one of the star players. We are trying to get to know what exactly are they doing right. Just two years ago, they reached the semifinals of this competition before they were knocked out by Ghana, who qualified for the final. They qualified for the World Cup, then the World Cup did happen. Two years later, they are in the final of this competition and they are in the final in emphatic style. They are yet to concede a goal. All the games they have played, they have not conceded a goal and they have won all their games. They are taking on a single side that also has the same kind of record. They have won all their matches at this competition. They are yet to concede a goal. But from the administrative angle, uh, this is the discussion I did have with Bakari Akejane, who is the first vice president of the Gambian Football Federation. Yes, sir. The Gambia, Gambia's run to this stage in, in the competition. If you're not close to, to the team, you would say that uh, it has caught everyone by storm, especially on the African continent, but also the world at large. Uh, football in Gambia, how would you probably paint a picture for somebody who is seeing this African team uh, taking on giants, uh, killing giants left and right and center and they're on the verge of uh, uh, being African champions? The Gambia is a footballing loving nation. We, in fact, we're crazy about our football. As you know, the Gambia is a small country of a little over two million people only. But in my country, everybody is passionate about football. Over the years, we've been actually very strong at the youth categories. Uh, and uh, But recently, we have announced to the world that uh, we can match uh, anybody in the continent. We've seen what our team has done well, for the first time in the African, in, in Cameroon. About, but coming back uh, to, this, to this team, uh, who was runner-up in our Wafu mm. uh, qualifier championship that was held in Mauritania. Mm. We lost to, to, to Senegal this year. The last year, uh, the last two years uh, competition qualifiers, which was cancelled because of uh, COVID, we were actually the, the champions. Uh, mm. That also happened in Mauritania. So coming here, and getting uh, to, to the finals. For us, we are close to the team. We are not surprised because this is our plan. Mm. We want to leave the trophy. That's mm. what we wanted to come here. But before that, was, uh, we prioritized uh, qualifying for, for the World Cup. To be able to do that, you have to get to the quarterfinals first. Mm. And, and certainly we did that in style because we won all our three group games and we didn't mm. consider goal. And then we had uh, uh, South Sudan, a team we did not uh, underestimate because it's, it's football now in Africa. Anything can play against anybody. Mm. Um, so for the 90 minutes, uh, you have to do do well. And then we prepared very well and we, we went and had a big win against South Sudan, qualifying us to the, to the World Cup, uh, which is our objective. Why do we want to go to the World Cup? Because that is the scene. That is where 
uh, everybody around the world will pay particular attention and it gives um, our team, our players, uh, the bigger platform to showcase uh, their individual talents and also us as a, as, as a country. It's, uh, like I said before, that's very important for us because we love our football. The mindsets on the African continent, uh, when you're talking football, uh, it rotates around countries like Nigeria, Ghana, Ivory Coast, um, Senegal, Morocco, Tunisia, Egypt. Even at uh, competitions like these, they're the countries you'd expect to probably come and boss others and um, put up a statement. But it has not been the case here. It wasn't the case uh, two years ago, uh, where uh, Gambia, together with uh, probably little known Uganda, Tunisia, and then also Ghana, also qualified for the World Cup. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Two years later, you have Gambia and Tunisia again are achieving the milestone of qualifying for the World Cup. Now, that is something that doesn't happen by accident. It means that um, there are certain things that you're doing right back home. What are these things? On paper, yes, uh, we have food, bigger footballing nations, and perhaps uh, yeah, this is more historic uh, because they had. Uh, more investments in the past and they have better facilities, etc. But small countries like us now, we now see football as a tool of development. Mm. And that's what is it. Uh, players playing in bigger leagues uh, contribute significantly to uh, both family lives and economic activities in, in our country. And uh, uh, there have been a, a paradigm shift uh, for example, FIFA Forward has given smaller nations like us uh, the, the opportunity to organize our football better. And more importantly, uh, there is a focus on, on governance and, and performance. So you need to actually do the right things. And then you have also support in that area. Back home, in, in, in the Gambia, the Gambia Football Federation has set itself the strategic task of developing all aspects of, of football. Here yeah, I mean all the things that make football work, from the, the soft issues uh, in terms of organizations, in terms of the capacity of the people, the, the, the direct stakeholders, uh, and even from uh, the hard ones from infrastructure. Um, if you know uh, our, our our football, the way we are, we, we plan and uh, the plans that we have is that we make particular emphasis on school football at the grassroots level and also on, on academies. And we have a functioning league, and this league is uh, is a very very young league. So people coming directly from academies or, or school yeah. or school football find themselves playing uh, in the regional third division or second division. Or, or, or the first division. So this is um, giving people the opportunity to have competitions and also we, we run our leagues within a period of about <clears throat> about six six months and then after that the same players are the ones that are going to play in the non-football uh, federation for some leagues so they continue actually, actually playing. But one fundamental thing I think uh, we're doing right uh, is capacitizing uh, all primary actors. Uh, we have a project uh, before uh, this year, which we call a CAM project. It's uh, actually improving the capacity of our coaches. That's what the T stands for. Our administrators, the referees and the medics. Now we put in uh, safety and security because it's actually important uh, in that area. In short, for us at the GFF, we are taking advantage uh, of, the, of the FIFA forward from 1.0, 2.0. Now we're planning for 3.0 to have an accelerated development of football. Mm. And I think we are now seeing the end, uh, the result of that. I wanted you to throw more lights on the youth structure in Gambia. How does it operate? Our technical department is responsible for grassroots youth football and also for, for women football, because we like, we're going, we want to bring women football and par uh, with women football in the medium and, and, and the long term. Uh, but for, for, for youth football, there is uh, a registration process for academies, and the academies are actually 
classified uh, in various categories. Also, also um, uh, we have now the, the talent football development uh, uh, talent identification project with FIFA, which just started. But before that, mm. there have been an ongoing process. But the most important thing is that clubs are encouraged to have uh, youth players, and then they have coaches that work with them. So our league is actually very, very young. They have very young people. That's the playing in the first league. The Premier League. Yes, we are still a mature league. Mm. You will be surprised. And then we hopefully in the next three years we professionalize our league. So our first division will have a, a number of these players are playing in the first division. What, what's the average age of uh, the league? The average age of the of the league is about 19. That's the, the top flight. That's the, That's it. The, yes, that's about. The, the, the average you will have the old ones that are in the in the mid 20s going on and you have some younger ones that are up to, up to 16 years was that a deliberate move or it just happened by design i think i think um uh, our size also uh, is our advantage as well because when people are very passionate and it's a small it's a small country very uh, highly dense we are all living particularly in one area and people have to have to play football. It's easy to spot spot talent, and then crops will bring them actually in. You talked about the FIFA identification program that is about to start. Through Molite, how it has, it has actually it has started. Through Molite on that. That is the technical department actually going around entirely to the whole world to see what is organized football through the academies or schools or the open football. Anybody. Mm who can showcase their talent, and then they will select in every region uh, people that are good, put them together, have a competition, and have a center of excellence. Okay. And the center of excellence is already operational? No, but uh, it will be, we have the physical structure because our National Technical Training Center, it's also been operated as a, as a hotel, uh, the football hotel in, in, in the Gambia. Okay. So the technical, uh, the, Center of Excellence will be operating from there. Then, uh, lastly, this milestone. Now, of course, it happened two years ago, but looks like now the dream is a reality. You have the team playing in the final of the Africa Cup of Nations. They have a chance to win the championship, but they have also qualified for the World Cup like two years ago. But this time around, they are actually going for the World Cup. How important is this for the young boys and girls back home in Gambia? We have taken the, the journey very seriously. Mm. When we went to Wafu, that's our sub-regional qualification for AFCON, we prepared well. Coming here, we prepared well. Now we are going to go to the World Cup. We'll prepare actually even better. Mm. Because we know that both here in, in Cairo and in Indonesia, it opens the door to the world for, for, for these boys. But more importantly, it takes the Gambia's name and gives us a front row seat in, uh, in football in the world. So we're going to prepare actually well, and then we will maintain the same approach or even better, and the same discipline uh, camp, and then we will cancel our boys and we'll motivate them mm. to be the, even the surprise package mm. in Indonesia. Mm. And then you expect also your boys after this competition and probably the World Cup to, to land produce in Europe. Yes. Uh, before that, first as a country, as a team, when we uh, took part in 2007, we reached the round of six. This time round, we are aiming for the round of eight first, and then we move further uh, from, from there. Mm. So that's our number one objective. But secondly, we want every boy that is in this team to have an opportunity to take the next step in his professional mm. career. I've seen them as already of uh, teams like Tottenham and Nottingham coming for Adama. What is the plan for these young players? Should the teams come in? Are you going to follow up these players' up agents? Are they protected? That is very welcome news. First, the, uh, the rights of a player rest with the club mm. and not the federation. So, so certainly, I am sure uh, 
the agents or these crops that have been talked about are in touch with their crops. That's outside our camp. Uh, I had set the rule that no no scout comes in <laughs> in our camp or in Alexander in here until the final whistle. Mm. We are not talking to any, so there have not been any approach to us. In fact, we are not the right people. They have to go and talk to, to their crops. Um, uh, luckily, in, in Gambia, uh, we have had experience of dealing with uh, crops uh, outside the country. So we do know, we actually know um, uh, how to deal with that. I, I come from a crop, I own a crop as well, who is very high in the transfer, transfer list. We have partner crops in Europe. So um, I am certain that uh, uh, his crop and all the other boys' uh, crops, they know what, what to do and they will look out for the best interest. Uh, because in our country, we tend to look at more where the player is going to develop even further and better, not really aware somewhere that he's going to go and he cannot, he cannot play. And maybe lastly for me, why do you think uh, West African countries are rising in football? Look at Senegal, look at Gambia now. What do you think the West Africa is doing right that other countries are not doing, other regions are not doing? And definitely if it comes to its sporting talent, we've got top leagues everywhere. West Africa comes number one, then these Arab countries, what do you think is being done right? In addition to our, our passion and the fact that we've seen football as a national development tool, uh, certainly <clears throat> there is the, the issue of academies is actually taken very seriously in West Africa. The issue of grassroots football development is uh, taken actually very, very seriously. And, and also forging of partnerships uh, between clubs uh, in our leagues and clubs uh, in more in more advanced league, uh, for example, in, in my own club, uh, we we actually export a lot of uh, uh, talents uh, to Europe. Uh, we use, uh, for example, a lot of our players are going to Estonia because we have uh, a partnership with the Estonian club, and uh, they will bring in technical assistance uh, in, in coaching, uh, uh, not only for posting coaching but for fit for fitness trainers uh, uh, for physios among 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 other things uh, as well I I, I think uh, uh, in, in in West Africa <laughs> we take our football more seriously than other regions <laughs> let's go on for breather when we return we talk to the man who is uh, making sure that everything happens on the field of play the chef of this Gambian side are you ready for this weekend's sports action? Get your adrenaline pumping with the Sports Unlimited Show every Saturday morning from 10 to 11. You're still listening to the Sports Unlimited Show. Clive Jaze is my name, coming straight out of uh, Egypt. Uh, today is uh, the final day of uh, the Under-20 Africa Cup of Nations, uh, Egypt 2023, where Gambia, who are playing in their first ever football final on the African continent, are taking on Senegal, a team that uh, will be playing in their fourth final, but they are yet to win this championship. But as a footballing nation, currently they are the African Cup of Nations when it comes uh, to the Africa Cup of Nations. They are the African champions when it comes to the Chan competition and they are the African champions when it comes to the Beach Asoka Cup of Nations. So they are trying to add the Under-20 Championship to that. Yesterday, we did have the third place playoff that involved Nigeria who were taking on Tunisia and Nigeria were able to win that game four goals at Nils. So they leave this competition with the bronze medal. Nigeria are seven-time champions of this competition, but uh, they have not won it uh, since uh, 2015. But uh, we are going to be talking to a man who is in the kitchen, who is the chef of uh, this uh, Gambian side, Abdullah Bojang, uh, the head coach of this uh, side, uh, coaching, of course, at this competition uh, for, the, for the first time. The first time I got uh, to see him, it was in a press conference at the Cairo International Stadium. If, if you're the type that loves uh, judging people, 
by their first impression uh, he's one you would look at and you're like uh, he has nothing to offer especially as a football coach but when you get to talk to him when you get um, uh, to see what he does then you when you get to see how his teams actually play uh, you get to realize that you were wrong to judge a book by its uh, cover he is a reserved man but we tried to get um, this conversation out of him yes uh, hello coach and uh, thank you for accepting to talk to us thank you how does it feel uh coaching at a competition like uh, the Africa Cup of Nations. One might say the under 20, but at the end of the day, it's still the Africa Cup of Nations. I feel very pleased um, to coach the under 20 at the Africa Cup of Nations um, because when, when we started coaching, this is what we were yearning for, um, to coach at the highest level. And coming there to coach the under 20, and doing good definitely it's amazing mm. and uh, of course as, as a football coach coaching in a place like africa mm. you dedicate a lot of your time investments into developing talent and, and all that sometimes you see players are coming up and uh, work uh, making it out there but uh Coaches always remain behind the curtains, especially coaches like you who are in, in charge of developing talent. But coaching at a stage like this, uh, do you feel like uh, it's a reward of your hard work over the years? Yes, indeed. Um, because as um, Amadou rightly said, um, I've been in the system for quite some time. I was in the under-17. I've called the male and female under-17. Uh, the male under-17 had a lot of problems um, concerning the MRI. You know, I've um, assisted the senior female national team. Um, I've assisted the senior A national team also. That was a single game um, assisting one of our coaches late now. Um, we played against Tanzania. I've assisted under 20 in 2010. Um, we won the, we qualified to the AFCON in 2010. Um, also assisted um, another uh, under 20 coach. So I've been in the system for quite a long time. So coming into this, I mean, I mean, definitely it's, it's a pleasure having your own team because all along I was um, assisting, assisting. Now this is my team. It's a responsibility that I have to take fully. I mean, definitely is um, what we were looking for. I mean, as I said, as a, as a coach, we want to grow, mm. you know, in the Gambia, definitely this is um, what is going on. Coming into this competition, coaching the national team, I mean, definitely I feel very much pleased um, um, to coach the, uh, the under-20 team at this uh, very competition. Mm. Well, before we look at um, uh, the, the, the other issues, as people in life, uh, coaches, journalists, uh, everyday people, we set targets. Uh, I want to achieve this, I want to do this, um, and after a period of time, sometimes you, you achieve your dreams, sometimes you don't achieve your dreams. You left Gambia with a dream of uh, qualifying for the World Cup, mm. a dream that you were able to achieve. I won't ask you what ran through your mind when the final whistle I was blown, but by the time you're leading 5 nil, <laughs> it is obvious, yeah. it has obviously sunk in that mm, you, yeah. you've qualified for the World Cup. But um, right. while your team was out there uh, molesting South Sudan, yeah. what was running through your mind? Because at that point, you've actually realized or achieved your dream. As I said, I was very, very much happy because coming into this competition wasn't easy. Uh, we made our selection. Um, there were a lot of criticisms. Mm. You know, nowadays football is um, is commercialized. You know, I mean, some of the teams want their players to be part of the national team so that they can market them. So I was very well, I was very much criticized. Even the second vice president, they used to send him message. He forwards it to me. I told him that um, I am seeing all this message. This is social media. But um, they are entitled to their opinion and their opinion will be respected. But I feel the players that I have, uh, um, I selected are the best in the country. And they've, I've proved them, um, I've proved myself right that I have selected the best players coming into the competition. Mm -hmm. And also there was, there was a little bit of pressure because the then coach also was very successful mm. so people we are getting what would what would what would i achieve so that's why i was very happy when we qualified to the world cup the last edition um we qualified but i have trust and confidence in the players and i have the, con the hope that we will qualify and coming into the final also because after the uh Wafu competition uh, when we qualified to the afcon we over celebrated um so i feel I'm with the players, I think that was enough for them just only to qualify for the AFCON. That's why this time when we qualify to the World Cup, I told them that, hey, it's not enough here. We have to fight to, uh, to go to the final. Then if we qualify to the final, then we have to fight hard to make sure that we clean the trophy. Mm. So it's step by step. As I said earlier, you have to take it game by game. Mm. The next game is the most important game. That's why we are here here. Now, 
Yes. You talk about uh, the criticism from the, the different stakeholders, the fans, uh, your bosses, uh, the first vice president and all that. And uh, you stood to, to your guns. Uh, what, what kind of coach are you? The type that is not a pushover, the type that will listen and say, I'll think about it. So we've had so many coaches that are failing to uh, stick to their guns because there's a lot of external influence that yeah. comes in with their decisions. Yeah, personally for me, um, I believe in what I do because, I mean, I do watch football throughout. So I know the players and I know what I am doing. And as I said, coming into short competition, it's not only that you're a good player, then you're, 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 you can be able to play in the competition. You look at the physicalities because our game against Nigeria. <laughs> if you bring in certain players, definitely they will struggle. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe in players who would fight <clears throat> to the end of the game. Okay, I don't believe in players who would be falling down, going out and come back again because if you are out you are minus one. So I look at so many qualities in the players that I feel can fit into the system and can play the competition. Yeah. And that's why I always stick to what I what 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 I was doing because it was not um, just going around to select players at random. So we made a selection and make sure that um, we select the players that could represent the country because at the end of the day, if failure comes, the blame would be entirely on me. So I believe I know what I was doing and I stood firm on it. How would you describe the level of uh, talent in Gambia, probably, before you even talk about comparing them to other African nations? Um, every African nation keeps on saying how, or every technical person keeps on saying how we have a lot of talent on the African continent. But uh, how would you describe the level of talent or the level of football talent in Gambia? Well, in the Gambia, we have abundant of them. We have abundant of them. And the Federation is working hard on grassroots and youth football. Currently, there is talent identification um, on the youth under 15 team going on in the country. So we have abundance of them. It's um, We are unfortunate, the infrastructure, uh, they're working on it, um, that we need to mm -hmm. improve a lot on. But um, we have so many natural talent in the country, but most of it is raw talent. Also, again, um, the technical director is working on this um, um, capacity building. You know, that helps a lot when it comes to, I mean, um, coaching you at youth level. It is very sensitive. You know, if you don't have the know-how, then you might do more harm than good. So a lot of work has been done, at, as I can tell you. Um, we have a, lo a, a lot of them abundant of talent in the country. Personally, for me, I said, I've been to the sub-region. I've, I've traveled to so many countries. Around West Africa, it, I believe you have the best talent there. And uh, let's talk about the qualifiers uh, before we even get uh, here. Now, of course, Sawafi is a very big region uh, divided into uh, sub-regions. You play against Senegal in the group stages. Uh, they beat you 1-0. You qualify for the knockout stages as a second best to them. You meet them again in the final. Uh, they again beat you 1-0. But um, probably that didn't matter much because you are already getting to the final one. You are already qualified um, for the finals. You're meeting them again in the final of the Africa Cup of Nations. I mean, these are your immediate neighbors. That's right. <laughs> How, uh, yeah. that, does it get any sweeter? Did you see it coming again at, uh, at this stage, having played against them twice in the qualifiers? Um, yes, um, because looking at Senegal, um, they, they, they've improved a lot when it comes to this youth football. And we're also doing good, you know, we're also doing good the past four or five years. Definitely Gambia has achieved a lot. So it wasn't a surprising uh, the two teams uh, in the final to me. You run to the final, yet to concede a goal uh, in a group that had the likes of uh, Zambia, Benin, Tunisia. You come out on top. It is the same story for them uh, in the <laughs> day that had uh, Egypt, uh, that had uh, Mauritania, that had um, Nigeria. The only difference is that uh, they are probably scoring more than you yeah. are scoring, but uh, both teams are very solid uh, defensively. How do you want, first of all, your teams to approach games? Well, actually, we try to stop them from playing. How do you stop them from we playing? We stop them from the build-up. Um, we started working on it. Uh, this is a secret. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm asking in, in the general perspective as, as a coach, how yes. do you want your teams to, to approach games? Well, actually, this is what I'm trying to say. We stop them from playing because, you know, in modern football, everybody is technically equipped. So if we try to stop them from uh, playing the system that they want to play, then we can overcome them. That would be our game plan. We try to stop them. It has to be high pressure, uh, high pressing, mm -hmm. you know, so as to be able to step, uh, stop them from keeping possession of the ball because we know their strength is at their, their offensive side. So we have, we try to stop them from the defense so that they wouldn't able to have, allow, uh, we wouldn't allow them to build up the attack so that they would be comfortable. Uh, the strikers would, or the offensive players would be comfortable having the ball there. 
Mm. If they didn't have the ball, they post no threat on us. So we start coming on them, we start to press them and uh, start to frustrate them. As we did um, against Nigeria, if you have an early goal, then you know how to manage the game. I was about to ask if that was the approach <laughs> against Nigeria. <laughs> yes. Well, probably, uh, lastly, uh, from me, mm. what would it mean for you as a football coach, but also for other coaches in Gambia who have dedicated their life mm. and money and time Mm. in youth development. What would it mean if uh, you won the Africa Cup of Nations? Because now you're a representation of so many coaches yeah. who are like in Gambia. They are probably not coaching the Premier League, but they have dedicated their time mm. making sure that uh, they nurture coaches. Well, that is important. I mean, the foundation of the football, the foundation of football in Gambia is the grassroots and the youth football. Mm. Let them keep working on it because these are the teams that would feed the senior national team. Um, it is it starts it's it's it starts to show up that um, there is a lot of talent at that age. So we need a lot of um, human resource to be able to work on those things and make sure it continues. I mean, looking at um, the under twenty now, um, uh, most of the people would say could like Bojang, but um, these players have been prepared by so many people. Mm. We looked at them at the academies and the national leagues. We select them from there. These players have been developed by other coaches. So we just bring them together, groom them, and show them what our philosophy is. So it makes the job easier. If, if at all, I mean, these people these are uh, they are better prepared at an early age then when they come to certain uh, state it will become easier for the coach to manage just manage them and see and put your philosophy into them this is how we want to play and this is how we want to play it as well so it becomes easy that is i think that is the difference between us and the europeans because they prepare them at a, at a very early age mm. they understand the tactic exactly but coming into africa i mean i think that is a little bit lacking but nowadays it is coming if you try to uh, prepare them at an early age you go to certain level you will be taught tactically only the coach what we ha he has to do is to tell you his, his, his philosophy how you should play it then it becomes easy but if you are not technically equipped then it takes a longer time i mean to have a good team you know everyone should be technically equipped and tactically equipped as well is it too early to talk about your targets in indonesia yes it's that's too early <laughs> you have to go and be there again probably you have to reinforce the team again what does it mean for you to be there in indonesia going to face top coaches in the world teams like argentina brazil what does it mean for you to be there and what does it mean for the players like these that you're coaching to be at that level it means a lot and it's it's going to be challenging mm. it's going to be challenging but it means a lot because i mean um as i believe nowadays football is growing worldwide you know so it's going to be challenging because we're going to meet with coaches um, that um, we didn't know each other but all not this less but um as i said the gambia has been doing good we want some um, qualified to the quarterfinal so it's all about football during the course of the 90 minutes that is most important prepare your players better and have, let them put the confidence in them that against any opposition with good performance we can beat them but i know it will be challenging because this is a bigger stage we're growing we start from the sub-region continental then we go to the whole state so gradually we improving so that shows that i mean it's not the first time to qualify for the world cup but um mm. the youth gambian coaches also have been doing good at these competitions but nonetheless i mean we still have to work harder um than this afghan so as to be able to success su succeed in whatever we wanted to achieve is it time for our players to, to level up definitely you know when you talk about talent and you'll be like brazilians argentinians all are the best and our players are usually brought in and by the way i can say absolutely yes looking at our players for me african players have talent they are gifted you know as i said the difference is um, um the tactical prepare, uh, preparation um these these other players they started at a very early age they have a lot of infrastructure the capacity building also they have a lot of qualified coaches unlike africa let's go out for another breather then we'll return with the final part of the show are you ready for this weekend's sports action? Get your adrenaline pumping with the Sports Unlimited Show every Saturday morning from 10 to 11. Great sports talk and discussions. Sports Unlimited, brought to you by Usanyu FM.
it is the final bend of the Sports Unlimited show and of course uh, the last edition that uh, will be coming your way straight out of Egypt uh, because of the Under-20 Africa Cup of Nations Egypt 2023 does come to an end today with the final where Senegal three-time finalists uh, will be taking on Gambia who have qualified for this final for the first time and of course the first major uh, football final on the Africa continent. But uh, there are two players uh, who are taking this competition by storm. Uh, one of those um, is uh, Mr. Demba Papi from uh, Senegal. He is the leading scorer with five goals. Of course, I scored uh, one of the three goals um, against Tunisia in that um, semi-final. He scored hat-trick against Egypt. Uh, that was uh, in their last group game as uh, they won for nil. He also uh, scored um, one of the three goals uh, against um, Mozambique in uh, their uh, second group game. The other is uh, Adama Bojang, uh, the 18-year-old uh, who plays um, for Steve Biko uh, down in Gambia. He has uh, four goals to his name. He did score a single goal in the opening three games of the competition as they won one nil against Tunisia, two nil against Zambia, and one nil against Gambia. But then he came to life in the quarterfinals against South Sudan. As they scored five, he had a hat-trick to his name, and he also scored the winner against Nigeria in the quarterfinals as their side qualified for the semifinals. And eventually, uh, the World Cup, and uh, they are here are trying to win their first major African title. He has an interesting story, uh, just like um, most of all those uh, footballers out there. Now, during the qualifiers, um, uh, the Wafu uh, B qualifiers, he got injured. That should have been one of those games in those uh, qualifiers where he dislocated his shoulder and his tournament was done. But he was also the leading top scorer at the moment. And he thought uh, it might be hard for him uh, to make it uh, to uh, this um, uh, competition. He thought he wouldn't recover in time. But for some reason, he did recover in time. And he has an interesting story that just like all the young budding footballers and uh, he is the talk of town agents uh, scouts and are told European teams are also monitoring him and chances are after this competition he might land a big deal in Europe. First of all I am a young player from Gambia even in Bakau Kachikani. I play for the Gambia on the 20. Your follower have you been playing football? Yeah I have been a long time or since childhood I, was in, I have been playing football. Mm. So it was a long way for me. Okay. And uh, what inspired you to take football seriously? In fact, many things have inspired me because as you can see, since I was a child, I was following people in the field, going everywhere, following my elders to go watch their games, mm. carrying their bags for them. So, and now when I started playing, they were the ones who motivated me, so that also keeps me going. Mm. So it was a long way for me. As you can see, many people have stands for me. Mm. I, I have seen many supports during the process, so mm. that was what keeps me going, as mm. you can see. Fast forward uh, to the Under-20 Africa uh, Cup of Nations. Yeah. As, as a team, did you expect that uh, you would reach this far? Yeah, yeah, we have expected this earlier, because as you can see in life, how much is given, much is expected. Because mm -hmm. you can see in the Wafu, we have less time of preparation and we are able to make it up to the final. Mm -hmm. So now we came, before coming to the African Cup of Nations, we have almost maybe some months of, of preparation. So mm -hmm. we know when we work hard towards what we have done during preparation, we know we would have something bigger. Yeah. And uh, if you could also probably help break it down, how, how much preparations uh, did you put in as a team uh, to get where you are now at the moment? Yeah, as you can see, the preparation was in high years. Supporters came from everywhere in Gambia. And as you can see, we the boys, we have cooked together. We joined hands together. We have been there for each other. Is the mm. beginning. So as you can see, the bone is strong. As everyone is there for each other. As you can see it in the game itself, when playing, you see the hungriness mm. from everyone. So that also keeps us going. Mm. Yes, when you talk about the bond, uh, is it that uh, you guys have uh, grown up together in the same community or your people who came from different parts of Gambia to form one big uh, family playing here? Did you guys grow up from the same areas? Yeah, as you can see, we are all from different places. Mm -hmm. Though we are playing in the same league, some are not 
some are normal playing in the league, but we are from different places in the Gambia. Mm. So everyone is selected to they join us together. Then we came together and now we are making it happen. Mm. It's not easy to have different from people from different places and having such an amazing moment. But we see it as one family when we were together because we are representing one name, which is the Gambia. Mm. And we are representing the whole nation, mm. not only us, but the nation itself. So that was how things were going. Mm. Some of us are failed footballers, but we also had dreams like the ones that you have. How huge is it living your dream? I mean, playing at the Africa Cup of Nations is like living your dream. How? Yeah, it's an amazing thing for us. us. As you can see, every footballer dreams of playing bigger competitions. Mm. So coming to the African Cup of Nations, it's a big thing to us, as you can see, because we have been dreaming about this to represent the nation. Everyone dreams to wear the color of the nation. So if you are part of it, you have to feel, feel so excited about it, because not only you want to be part of it but the whole nation wants to be part so if you are lucky to be there it's a big privilege for you before we talk the final let's talk about the game against Sudan a quarter final obviously victory for you guys confirms that you've qualified for the World Cup before even you talk about winning the championship yeah. I want you to be honest did you sleep that, that, that night yeah to be honest we have we slept because <laughs> Later part, we have two games, two days to prepare for mm. the semi-final. So no, I mean, of uh, going to achieving your dream of going to the World Cup, did that allow you guys to have enough rest at night? Yeah, yeah, it have made some relief in us because that was the first target when coming here. Mm. We were targeting to, targeting to go to the World Cup so that we can have another opportunity to showcase our talent mm. to the world. Because as you can see here, we are showing it to the Africans. Mm. But they, we are going to show it to the whole world. So it was the first target when coming here. So the moment we have made that, everyone has feel excited. And you can see in the face of the boys, we have some relief in our body because the pressure was somehow, as you can see, the former team have made it to the World Cup. Mm. So us to when we are coming, we were dreaming of same thing to make it to the World Cup so that we can maintain the records mm. and also set our own. That was how we... Well, let's talk about you. Uh, you did score in the goal in the group stages and uh, then in the quarterfinals you scored three goals uh, before scoring that um, a goal against Nigeria in the semi-finals to take your team to the final and uh, you have four goals at the moment so one goal behind uh, the leading scorer how does it make you feel that you you actually scoring important goals um, for your team that uh, they are taking them places during the starting of the tournament it was difficult for me even I myself I was worried because I was the striker for the team so playing three games without scoring as a striker is somehow for but I put my hands up and stay strong and know that everything happens at the right time. But mm. I have the belief that I won't play the competition without scoring as a player. So much more of goals coming for me at the most important moments of the tournament. Mm. As you can see, scoring my first goal, that was the game between us and the World Cup. Mm. And much more, it have been a hard trick for me. So it was an amazing moment for me. As you can see, the story that everyone has um, wanted to hear about um, the qualifiers uh, where you got injured um, in the second game of uh, the competition and you nearly uh, didn't make it. First of all, when you got injured during those qualifiers, what was the first thing that was running through your mind? Yeah, when I got injured in the pit, that was the first time I was experiencing some such kind of injury in my life when I started playing. Because mm -hmm. I have never been straight out when I started playing. So the day that was happened, that was happened. Mm. I feel so bad because the moment I fall on the ground, I, I knew that there was something wrong with the arm. Mm. So I told to our physio that he told me, can you go? I said, I can go, but right now I have to go and check what's happening because mm. the board arms are in the quad. Mm. I have seen that it was sad for me. My tournament had been scattered and later part I knew that I couldn't compete. I was willing to play, but I knew that I can work. So I have hope with to the boys and stay strong, you know, have faith in Allah, know that everything happens for a reason. Mm. And receive messages from the coaches for me that makes me strong, you know, and keeps me going. So later part, the boys have made it happen for me. Mm. And uh, when you went to the doctors uh, for, for the x-ray, uh, what did the doctor say? Yeah, when we went to the Mukhtanian hospital, I have and they do a, take a picture of it. And I myself have seen it in the camera. I saw that the arm, arm was broken, which was the clavicle bone. Then I realized that, wow, this is serious because you can play with a, a 
broken bone. Mm. So it was not easy. But later part, I think I will be able to go to maybe mm. it will be okay for the same final. But even I myself know that just that was just a word of encouragement for me. Mm. But I knew that it can be possible because it's a broken bone, so it will be hard for me to play. Mm. That was how it is, but it has taken me a long duration to recover, maybe a few months. Mm. And the road to recovery? Yeah, the road to recovery was great, because mm. as you can see, from Mortani back to Gambia, the duration has taken steps for me. They have taken me to the hospital for three months. That was what makes it more quicker for me to come back in the game, as you can see. Before we even talk the final, you're on the radar of um, so many agents, scouts, big European teams are following you around. Is this something that um, that puts you under pressure? Are going to the game on Saturday or is something that uh, you feel you you have under control? Hearing such news, it's amazing for me, but that doesn't give me much pressure because mm. that is not for me. That part is not for me. It's mm. my deal, but it's not for me. I have to focus on the game floor. It's not giving me that pressure. Mm. I have to stay strong and know that everything that God said, that's what's going to happen. So we have to focus on the game. I have to play and have consistency. That is the most important thing for me. Mm. So having that deal, it will be a great moment for me. But mm. I have to focus on the tournament first because without the tournament, they wouldn't have seen me. Mm. So I have to complete the tournament and make the nation proud first. Then later part people will start to into talking about me because mm. we have to play for the nation first. Then people can remember our name as you can see. Then lastly, growing up, what was that dream team you you always wanted to play for as a footballer? Yeah, as you can see, I have dream of playing in top five leagues, one mm. more in the bigger the bigger clubs in the top five leagues, which are maybe Real Madrid. Barcelona and the likes of Manchester and so on. Yeah, there are too much of big teams in the top five leagues. Mm. So not easy, but through hard work, everything can be possible. In life, nothing is possible. Impossible, so hard. Mm. A message uh, to a young boy in Gambia who probably 10 or 8 or 12 years ago was just like you and trying to realize a dream. What message can you give him right now? Yeah, the message for the boys they out there is you have to dream big. Because life, you have to dream first, then you can later chase your dream. So it's never easy because the journey is hard, but you have to go through obstacles. And you know, a champion is someone who keeps going. And mm. so you have to be strong and stay focused because there have been too much of distraction when playing the game. You will be receiving words from everyone. But you have to be strong in here and know what you are aiming for. And then you have to follow the path that is best for you. Adama Bojang, the leading scorer for Gambia at this competition with the four goals. He'll be hoping that uh, his scoring boots uh, will be sharp enough uh, to make sure that uh, Gambia do win their uh, first major football competition on the African continent. That brings us to the end of the Sports Unlimited show uh, this weekend. Uh, Clive Chazza is my name. We'll be back again uh, in seven days' time. And uh, yes, I do leave you in the safe hands of uh, DJ Mose because it is time for the hit Ripley. Have a blessed weekend. Are you ready for this weekend's sports action? Get your adrenaline pumping with the Sports Unlimited show every Saturday morning from 10 to 11. Great sports talk and discussions. Sports Unlimited brought to you by Sanyu FM. final band of the sports unlimited show and of course at uh, the last edition that uh, will be coming your way straight out of egypt uh, because of the under 20 africa cup of nations egypt 2023 does come to an end today with the final where senegal three time finalists uh, will be taking on gambia who have qualified for this final for the first time and of course the first major uh, football final on the african uh, 
continent. But uh, there are two players uh, who are taking this competition by storm. Uh, one of those um, is uh, Mr. Demba Papi from uh, Senegal. He is the leading scorer with five goals. Of course, I scored uh, one of the three goals um, against Tunisia in that um, semi-final. He scored a hat-trick against uh, Egypt. Uh, that was uh, in their last uh, group game as uh, they won for nil. He also uh, scored uh, one of the three goals uh, against um, Mozambique in uh, their uh, second group game. The other is uh, Adama Bojang, uh, the 18-year-old uh, who plays um, for Steve Biko uh, down in Gambia. He has uh, four goals to his name. He didn't score a single goal in the opening three games of the competition as they won one nil against Tunisia, two nil against Zambia, and one nil against Gambia. But then he came to life in the quarterfinals against South Sudan. As they scored five, he had a hat-trick to his name, and he also scored the winner against Nigeria in the quarterfinals as their side qualified for the semifinals. And eventually, uh, the World Cup, and uh, they are here uh, trying to win their first major African title. He has an interesting story, uh, just like um, most of all those uh, footballers out there. Now, during the qualifiers, um, uh, the Wafu uh, B qualifiers, he got injured. That should have been one of those games in those um, uh, qualifiers where he dislocated his shoulder and his tournament was done. But he was also the leading top scorer at the moment. And he thought uh, it might be hard for him uh, to make it um, uh, to uh, this um, uh, competition. He thought he wouldn't recover in time. But for some reason, he did recover in time. And he has an interesting story that just like all the young budding footballers and uh, he is the talk of town agents uh, scouts and are told European teams are also monitoring him and chances are after this competition he might land a big deal in Europe. First of all I am a young player from Gambia even in Bakau in Kachikani. I play for the Gambia under 20. Your follower have you been playing football? Yeah I have been a long time since childhood I, was in, I have been playing football. Mm. So it was a long way for me. Okay. And uh, what inspired you to take football seriously? In fact, many things have inspired me because as you can see, since I was a child, I was following people in the field, going everywhere, following my elders, taking away their games, mm. carrying their bags for them. So, and now when I started playing, they were the ones who motivated me, so that also keeps me going. Mm. So it was a long way for me. As you can see, many people have stands for me. Mm. I, I have seen many supports during the process, so mm. that was what keeps me going, as mm. you can see. Fast forward uh, to the under-20 Africa uh, Cup of Nations. Yeah. As, as a team, did you expect that uh, you would reach this far? Yeah, yeah, we have expected this earlier, because as you can see in life, much is given, much is expected. Because mm. you can see in the Wafu, we have less time of preparation and mm. we are able to make it up to the final. Mm. So now we came, before coming came to the African Cup of Nations, we have almost maybe some months of, of preparation. So we know when we work hard towards what we have done during the preparation, we know we would have something bigger. Yeah. And uh, if you could also probably help break it down, how, how much preparations uh, did you put in as a team uh, to get where you are now at the moment? Yeah, as you can see, the preparation was in high years. Support was came from everywhere in Gambia. And as you can see, we the boys, we have cooked together, we joined hands together, we have been there for each other since mm -hmm. the beginning. So as you can see, the bone is strong. Everyone is there for each other. You can see it in the game itself when playing. You see the hungriness mm -hmm. from everyone. So that also keeps us going. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, when you talk about the bond, uh, is it that uh, you guys have uh, grown up together in the same community or your people who came from different parts of Gambia to form one big uh, family playing here? Did you guys grow up from the same areas? Yeah, as you can see, we are all from different places. Mm -hmm. Though we are playing in the same league, some are, some are normal playing in the league, but we are from different places in the Gambia. Mm -hmm. So everyone is selected to they join us together. Then we came together and now we are making it happen. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to have different from people from different places and having such an amazing moment. But we see it as one family when we are together because we are representing one name, which is the Gambia. Mm -hmm. And we are representing the whole nation. Not only us, but the nation itself. So that was how things were going. Mm. 
some of us are failed footballers, but we also had dreams, like the ones you have. How huge is it, living your dream? I mean, playing at the Africa Cup of Nations is like living your dream. How? Yeah, it's an amazing thing for us. us. As you can see, every footballer dreams of playing bigger competitions. Mm. So coming to the African Cup of Nations, it's a big thing to us, as you can see, because we have been dreaming about this to represent business. Everyone dreams to wear the color of business. So if you're part of it, you have to feel so excited about it, because not only you wants to be part of it, but the whole nation wants to be part. So if you are lucky to be there, it's a big privilege for you. Before we talk the final, let's talk about the game against Sudan. A quarter final, obviously victory for you guys confirms that you've qualified for the World Cup before even you talk about winning the championship. Yeah. I want you to be honest, did you sleep that, that night? Yeah, to be honest, we, we slept because <laughs> Later part, we have two games, two days to prepare for mm. the semi-final. So no, I mean, of uh, going to achieving your dream of going to the World Cup, did that allow you guys to have enough rest at night? Yeah, yeah, it has made some relief in us because that was the first target when coming here. Mm. We were targeting to, targeting to go to the World Cup so that we can have another opportunity to showcase our talent mm. to the world. Because as you can see here, we are showing it to the Africans. Mm. But they, we are going to show it to the whole world. So it was the first target when coming here. So the moment we have made that, everyone has feel excited. And you can see in the face of the boys, mm. we have some relief in our body because the pressure was somehow up. As you can see, the former team have made it to the World Cup. Mm. So us too, when we are coming, we are dreaming of same thing to make it to the World Cup so that we can maintain the records mm. and also set our own. That was how we Well, let's talk about you. Uh, you did score in the goal in the group stages and then in the quarterfinals you scored three goals before scoring that um, goal against Nigeria in the semi-finals to take your team to the final and um, you have four goals at the moment one goal behind the leading scorer how does it make you feel that you you're actually scoring important goals um, for your team that um, they are taking them places during the starting of the tournament it was difficult for me even I myself I was worried because I was the striker for the team so playing three games without scoring as a striker is somehow first but I put my hands up and stay strong and know that everything happens at the right time. But mm. I have the belief that I won't play the competition without scoring as a player. So much more of goals coming for me at the most important moments of the tournament. Mm. As you can see, scoring my first goal, that was the game between us and the World Cup. Mm. And much more, it has been a hard trick for me. So it was an amazing moment for me. As you can see. The story that everyone has um, wanted to hear about, um, the qualifiers uh, where you got injured um, in the second game of uh, the competition and you nearly uh, didn't make it. Uh, first of all, when you got injured during those qualifiers, what was the first thing that was running through your mind? Yeah, when I got injured in the pit, that was the first time I was experiencing some such kind of injury in my life when I started playing. Because mm. I have never been straight out when I started playing. So the day that was happened, that was happened. Mm. I felt so bad because the moment I fall on the ground, I, I knew that there was something wrong with the arm. Mm. So I told to our physio that he told me, "Can you go?" I said, I can go, but right now I have to go and check what's happening because mm. the board arms are in the quad. Mm. I have seen that it was sad for me. My tournament had been scattered and later part I knew that I couldn't compete. I was willing to play, but I knew that I can work. So I have hope with the boys and stay strong, you know, have faith in Allah, know that everything happens for a reason mm. and receive messages from the coaches from me that makes me strong, you know, and keeps me going. So later part, the boys have made it happen for me. Mm. And uh, when you went to the doctors uh, for, for the x-ray, uh, what did the doctor say? Yeah, when we went to the Mustanian hospital, I have and they do a, take a picture of it and I myself have seen it in the camera. I saw that the arm, arm was broken, which was the clavicle bone. Then I realized that, wow, this is serious because you can play with a, a broken bone. Mm. So it was not easy, but later part, I think I will be able to call to maybe mm. it will be okay for the same final. But even I myself know that just that was just a word of encouragement for me. Mm. But I knew that it can be possible because it's a broken board, so it will be hard for me to play. Mm. That was how it is, but it has taken me a long duration to recover, maybe a few months. Mm. And the road to recovery? Yeah, the road to recovery was great because mm. as you can see from Montani back to Gambia, the duration has taken steps for me. They have taken me to the hospital for three months. That was what makes it more quicker for me to come back in the game, as you can see. 
before we even talk the final, you're on the radar of um, so many agents, scouts, big European teams are following you around. Is this something that um, puts you under pressure going to the game on Saturday or it's something that uh, you feel you, are, you have under control? Hearing such news, it's amazing for me, but that doesn't give me much pressure because mm. that is not for me. That part is not for me. It's mm. my deal, but it's not for me. I have to focus on the game for more. It's not giving me that pressure. Mm. I have to stay strong and know that everything that God said, that's what will happen. So we have to focus on the game. I have to play and have consistency. That is the most important thing for me. Mm. So having that deal, it will be a great moment for me. But mm. I have to focus on the tournament first because without the tournament, they wouldn't have seen me. Mm. So. I have to complete the tournament and make the nation proud first. Then later, part people will start talking, to, talking about me because mm. we have to play for the nation first. Then people can remember our name, as you can see. Then, lastly, growing up, what was that dream team you you always wanted to play for as a footballer? Yeah, as you can see, I have dream of playing in top five leagues, mm. much more in the bigger the bigger clubs in the top five leagues, which are maybe Real Madrid. Barcelona and the likes of Manchester and so you know, they are too much of big teams in the top five leagues. Mm. So not easy, but through hard work everything can be possible. In life everything nothing is possible. Impossible. So mm. A message uh, to a young boy in Gambia who probably ten or eight or twelve years ago was just like you and trying to realize a dream. What message can you give them right now? Yeah, the message for the boys they out there is you have to dream big. Because life, you have to dream first, then you can later chase your dream. So it's never easy because the journey is hard, but you have to go through obstacles. And you know, a champion is someone who keeps going. And mm. so you have to be strong and stay focused because they have been too much of distraction when playing the game. You will be receiving rewards from everyone. But you have to be strong in here and know what you are aiming for. And then you have to follow the part that is best for you. Adama Bojang, the leading scorer for Gambia at this competition with the four goals. He'll be hoping that uh, his scoring boots uh, will be sharp enough uh, to make sure that uh, Gambia uh, do win their uh, first major uh, football competition on the African continent. That brings us to the end of the Sports Unlimited show uh, this weekend. Uh, Clive Chazer is my name. We'll be back again uh, in seven days' time. And uh, yes, I do leave you in the safe hands of uh, DJ Mose because it is time for the Hits Ripley. Have a blessed weekend.